701 Good Morning, the podcast edition of the Morning Reboot. Alex should be joining us in a second. It's your usual friends, Eric and Floyd. Uh, let's get right to this. You you just got up, what, like seven minutes ago? Second. So Naya Rivera is missing and probably dead. Oh, I saw that. I did read that. You did? Okay. Well, I did. did. When did you, did it happen like before you went to bed or did you wake up in the middle of the night or something? I'm looking right now. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the, the story is like this. Uh, she went out in a, in a boat with her, her young son and Naya Rivera is from Glee. I know her mostly from being an ex of Big Sean. I don't know if he is the dad of her kid, but she is gorgeous. Um, that whole Glee, it's like the Glee curse. Right, 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 right. Because who is the guy that died? Puck was his character. Well, that was the child molester or the pedophile, whichever terminology you want to use. And then Corey, um, Corey, Corey, yeah, OD'd in a hotel. Yeah, and then like that. Leah Michelle has been like eviscerated in the last couple of months as being like a total like the one girl came after her. Like you made, she said, you made my life hell. And then other people just recently have said that she has just been the only one that came unscathed from that was was what like Jonathan Groff. No, and Mercedes, Amber Riley. Jonathan Groff was in that, right? He was like in the last few seasons. He wasn't a main character. Amber Riley was the big black girl who played Mercedes. She was in for all the host series. And was was Grant Gustin the Flash on there for a minute too? I don't know who that is. The the CW show that we don't like. I never watched The Flash. Hmm. Okay. Um And Supergirl was on there too. Melissa Benoist? Yeah, she was in like she yeah, she was um one of the cheerleaders. So Naya Rivera went boating with her son somewhere out in California, and a couple hours after uh she had left, the people found the boat. She was not in it, and her son was sleeping in the boat. They looked, they searched, you know, uh, divers and, and in the air, and they're going to go back out again when it's light out, which will probably be, you'll, you'll we'll have probably a, a sad conclusion to this by the time people get the podcast, but now it's 7 o'clock. They've still got, what, like 90 minutes until it's light out, but it's probably, it, it's awful. I mean, 2020 continues to strike. Like I said yesterday on Twitter, Thanos has Infinity Stones pointed at all of us this year. It's bad, and, and it can, <laughs> And it continues with Naya Rivera, a seemingly sad, awful, untimely death. Yeah, her last tweet was very, it's very cryptic and sad too, so. Oh, God. I. It's a picture of her and her son that says, just the two of us for the night. And then don't read the comments because people are mean and vicious. <laughs> of course they are. The first one says, not anymore. I'm like, oh, what's oh. wrong with, what's wrong with people? Oh, just go, just those people like that. I'm, you know, Maybe because I woke up cranky. Those people like that just need to die. Like, 2020, get those people. Like, get, I agree. Get the people who don't, like, who are just have, like, no filter or cooth. Like, we're, ugh. I know I, why I woke up. I probably know why I didn't go to sleep because the bitch decided to drink a chai tea last night at 8 o'clock with espresso and probably was up all night. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't fall asleep till 3, so I'm just like, whatever. Um, like people like that deserve to be snapped at with the thank stone you, thank or however that's worked. Like I don't even care. I don't. You can come at me. You can give me hate no, mail. I'm used to it. Right. Like 
don't wish death on people. No, don't don't say anything smart about the death of someone. And now that a child who I'm pretty sure she was a single mother, like who's going to be raised by family members now because unfortunately his mother's probably dead. And then you sit there and say stupid ass comments like that. I fucking hate social media sometimes, all the time. So I'm they, never on Facebook anymore. Ugh. I know. I know that. I've always said, like, you know, I want a Thanos snap people. And that gives the idea that at least it's it, it's random. But not on, maybe on the air sometimes, probably on social media sometimes, but I don't make it like my, my, my life's work to go, if you're a fucking idiot like that, I would have you killed. In fact, I would execute you with a guillotine on pay-per-view TV. Um, it's like, where's your, where's your damn heart? Like... Especially twenty twenty is already a shitty year anyway. Like it you know, with everyone like being at odds and difference with each other, we can all come to a common ground to all agree that twenty twenty has been a hot mess. And then you sit 20, there 20. and you sit there on social media and you're just like like her post is like just the two of us and then the first comment is not anymore. <laughs> Alex. Like, That's an yes. ass move, dude. We're uh, I'm we're about to hang up my phone and throw it. <laughs> We're talking about Naya R- Rivera uh, going Ugh. missing last night. So you're up to speed on this? Yeah, I saw yeah, that. It's an awful story. Um, let, let's go to a. I think there's a lot to get to today uh, on Cedar Point's opening day. Enjoy scorching heat out there in your mask. Oh. Um, but uh, it's a, a good story, I think. Floyd, I th- you sent it to me. I didn't send it to you because I was like winding down my night. Is her name Javicia? Javicia Brown? She's the new Batwoman? I don't know. She's pretty and black. That's oh what I'm here God, for. Oh my God, yeah. She's beautiful. I saw that. Um, And I was thinking that I knew who she was. So yeah, uh, J- and I, I'm sorry. I might be pronouncing this wrong, but Javicia Leslie. Um. She'll be the new Batwoman and is not going to play Kate Kane. They're just recast. The whole thing is getting rewritten. And she is uh, she's on the show God Friended Me and some other things. That I don't oh, know. I like that show, but Do- I never watched it. I only oh. see it like twice. So I can't say like I'm a fan. I'm extremely proud to be the first black actress to play the iconic role of Batwoman on TV. And as a bisexual woman, I'm honored to join this groundbreaking show, which has been such a trailblazer for LGBTQ+. Um, I guess I'll, I should have like uh, I should have one hiccup about it. Uh, I don't think Ruby Rose was, but Kate Kane uh, was also a Jew. And you know I love me some Jewish people. Well, uh, Ruby Rose abandoned the role, so yeah, be mad I, at her. She did? Yeah, she she. I, the word is that it was just too much for her. Oh, I love she, Ruby Rose. She almost like broke her back in, in a in an accident um, during the show. So like the universe is working against her, and yeah. So uh, Javicia, and I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. Leslie will be the new Batwoman, and that will likely be the last time we ever mention this Floyd because we're not into the shows on CW. Well, I might be in this show because if they're rebranding the whole thing. Because, you know, I'm not a Ruby Rose fan. Right, so right, right. But we don't. I'm in now. I, I guess in the same realm, I saw that you do watch Sabrina, right? Yeah, but also, uh-huh. like, so I used to watch Supergirl, and then, like, it went to the CW, and the whole format of it changed. Like, when Supergirl was on CBS, it was so good. And then, like, when it went to the CW, I don't know if it's just the CW formula, it became really campy. 
Oh yeah, that's the CW formula. Um, Ugh. Chilling Adventures <laughs> has been canceled. Uh, what? At, yeah, ahead of I am over this news so bad. Why? Uh, I'm upset. I don't have any good news. No, there's no good news today. There's no. I am upset. I love Chilling Adventures. And they only. Oh, you ready? Here's a kicker, Alex. What? They only filmed eight episodes, so they're going to be released. So there's going to be no conclusion. Why would they do that? Like, I don't think they have anything better. Like, sometimes it's like, okay, well, they had something better. What do they have that's like really great right now that they have to make room for? And I'm selfish. These people got money. They can risk COVID for my entertainment. They got money to heal themselves. I'm like, y'all don't, y'all don't go on a set and film these final five episodes so I can get closure. I To elaborate on what you said, I have nothing else to do. I have no money. I need to know what Aunt knows what happens to Auntie Hildy. Okay? So they got good insurance on these sets. Risk it for me. Yeah, but yeah, I was I'm so upset pissed about when I that. that. I did not know that. Uh, yeah, I, Alex, help me out here, and we'll get to the. We'll see how much, we can talk about it a ton. We can, we don't we, we don't have to do much. We do, and Floyd's angry, so it's going to be a. I think it'll be a longer discussion, so I'll save it for a little bit. But Alex, I have a question. I'm not angry. <laughs> okay, you're just you're rising from the crypt. Wow. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Alex, I have a question. Yesterday, I received an email to, I I was a reference for a friend who is uh, in line to get a a job at a place around here. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just an email back they wanted, which is fine. And I I hate the word talent acquisition specialist. Mm -hmm. It's so, so haughty. I mean, it's not that. Anyway, um, do places like that, like, I would rather talk to people, I'd rather talk to an array of people, not your personal references. And I know some jobs will maybe investigate why you left the previous place, but uh-huh. it, it's like the question, like, what would your exes say about you? So, you being in this world, do, like, they, this person that reached out to me to be a reference for my friend, who I think is a good worker, and I, I gave her high marks, do they also reach out and do other investigating to see, you know, why they left certain places? Like, I want to know the bad things, too. I, like, I've never had, I've only gotten one call, I was a reference for somebody, and it was not for a job application, it was for big brother, big sister application, and but that was it. I've never called any reference. I don't know anybody who does call references. Any job I've ever su- applied for, even at the highest level, I'm like, references supplied on request. Never been requested. <laughs> like, I've never experienced that before. I'm like, who does that? Who calls references? They they do. it. I mean, it is a big thing these days. Like, I, I've been, it used to be, you know, years ago. Somebody would say, hey, can I use you as a reference? And I'd be like, by, by all means. Now it's, I used you as a reference. They're going to call you. I've never. I mean, really? that's, I, yeah, that's let, interesting. Let me spin Let me spin it. You as someone in, you know, you work in the corporate world for all intents sure. and purposes. And, yeah. and and things are buttoned up with what you do and being so closely tied to, uh, to, to the city, a public entity. Uh, wouldn't you want to know, like, not the bad things, not the skeletons, but... I'd want to talk to someone a, a lot less biased than a friend. 
So we would, yeah, absolutely. Like you would want to know that, but I was also taught not in my current place of employment, but my previous place that you don't give a bad reference. Like you don't, uh-huh. you don't it legally, we're not allowed to like give So it really isn't relevant, which is why I felt like people don't really call references anymore unless it's maybe personal because you can't actually get the accurate information that you need. I remember uh, there was a football coach that I appreciated a lot when I was younger, and he had this saying, um, he never wanted to see a player on his best day or on his worst day, because those are the extremes. Like, you want to see somebody on a Wednesday. Right, uh, right. It, it, it's like it's like Facebook or, or social media. It's people's highlight reels or their low light reels. Like. Mm-hmm. Let me see uh, the guy that got fired uh, because of the Costco thing. Let me see that guy on a Tuesday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, not when he's lighting some old lady up at Costco. But. <laughs> All right. That was funny. I, I, yeah, and I, and I changed my mind on it as we talked about it on the, on the podcast yesterday after there was a discussion on Facebook about it. Um, again, I'll, I'll save the cancel culture stuff for for down down the road a minute, but the Dirty Bird closed yesterday. I saw that. Yeah, um, Floyd. Did someone test for it, or did they just take great, precautions? Great question. They because it was a very vague statement. I was like, oh, okay. I they I think it was because of the increase and concern about COVID. We're closing. Mm. That Floyd. That's a great question. I saw somebody ask. First of all, I had my I had a some faith in humanity restored when I checked out the post and people, the majority of people were thanking them for being cautious and concerned for, for their patrons rather than profits over people. I don't know if anyone tested positive there or not. I think that in some way is a, is a bit of a public health concern because you might've eaten there. Somebody else suggested that maybe they closed because it wasn't worth staying open. I don't think that's the case. Floyd, you tell me, I'm guessing anybody that's open downtown is doing just fine. Oh, downtown's thriving, and don't let them fool yeah. you. However, um, Zach posted the um, own Manhattan's. You now have to wear a mask to go inside. I love only, that. You can only take it off if you're sitting at your table and your food arrives. Makes sense. Like he post he posted that last night at eleven, and I honestly think other local businesses are going to follow suit I because that. Too. that usually is a trailblazer with stuff. Like, I'm not saying, like, it's, like, follow the leader, but, like, he normally has an idea and people are just like, you know what? Like, that that's a good idea. So, like, it's... and Because it, Adam Street is thriving. Like, if if anything positive came out of this COVID situation is that, like, when we... When guidelines were lifted or... We'll say less followed. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll put it that way. Um, people came back to their home bars and their local watering holes with hands up and flags out. So I I honestly think people will follow suit with this, especially with Dirty Bird closing. So just for extra precautions. And it makes sense. It honestly truly does. Like, you don't really need a state mandate if you own your own business and you're kind of just like, hey, I care about my employees as much as I do as my patrons. So like, Mask it up, bitch. If not, stay home. Come get I, home then. I've said that all along. Uh, that that I, I think that whenever any kind of mask ma- mandate comes down, whether it's from city council or or governor Dewine, because we're we're red area now, it's it's more it's not something that is going to be aggressively enforced. It's just 
further encouragement for businesses who might be a little leery of doing it themselves, so let the government do it for them. Mm-hmm. Floyd, do, do you, it, yeah. it, you you mentioned it. Do you think this? How do you think this will will affect other places downtown, especially you know after what what Zach did at Manhattan's? It's a fucking piece of cloth. Put it on. <laughs> like I, I don't I don't understand the issue. Like it, you can literally make a cloth out of anything. So like, there's really no excuse. Everyone has like a bandana or like an old T-shirt somewhere. Um, not gonna jute mode. You could buy a pack of three masks for twenty five dollars. And they're and they say like Toledo strong or Toledo like so like there's no reason like I don't think it's gonna affect anyone. You know who's gonna affect those people who are just like my rights, my body, and all the bars are gonna be like, go to another bar. We honestly, it's just so bizarre to me to think that people are just like, I'm not gonna let a mask stop me from having a good time. Like, if you're gonna go out, and especially with the times now, people are going out periodically. It's like no one's going out religiously. So like, if you're fortunate to go back to work and you're like, ooh, I have a day off. I do want to go out and do something. Just put a mask on. I don't think it's going to affect anyone that well, but I do I think other bars will follow suit, and I think that's a good thing. I don't think there's going to be too many people that are going to, like, be upset about it that will, you know what I mean, that could potentially stop going to the bars mm-hmm. and it would hurt them. Like, I feel like this is just... This is a good good move. I love Manhattan's. I was there when the one time that I've been out since since all of this started, we were at Manhattan's. Those tables are far enough apart so you can take your mask off when you sit down at your table, but there was certainly a couple of like bachelorette drunk bachelorette parties walking back and forth. Those girls didn't have on masks. They didn't care about their space or anybody else's. So I you know, I'll say that's I'm, probably the issue at George's as well. I would say like those group of we'll call them we'll call them Kathy's because I don't want to use the mm-hmm. other word yeah there there, uh, there was a pretty funny thing that I read yesterday somewhere online and we know this I remember the first person who told me this when when, all, when so much of this began Melissa Andrews was like and she told me this she didn't say this on the air but she, she might say it on the air she's like you know Americans they don't like to be told what to do and we do not and not, mm-hmm. not not ev- not everybody but the people that we're talking about right now and that's stayed in my mind the whole time and yesterday I read something that said they should tell people to not wear masks and then they'll actually put them on <laughs> and honestly and another thing that could probably help these businesses and like and I just thought about it when Alex said it I'm sorry, no bachelorette parties or bachelor parties. Like that's that's a whopping big group of people, and you yeah. can't <laughs> social distance well when you're all arriving like twelve people deep. Yeah. I know it's gonna hurt some businesses, but like, have a bachelor party at your house. I don't know what to tell you. Like, have a barbecue. Times are changing. You have to you have yeah. to adapt. I understand. God, Alex. I'm just slightly worried that this is like the, and this is my own thinking, but like this is, we are now getting to the point where we are having to take extra precautions before we have to close again altogether. So it's like now the mask mandate is coming into effect. Like what's next? You know what I mean? Like, is this that like extra step before it's like, like how dirty bird had, you know, closed or like, is this that extra step before we get looked at again? That's like, mm, 
And we might place, have to shut the city down. Places and things have hinted at that. They haven't outright said it. They haven't said right. wear, wear a mask because it will keep us from potentially having to shut down again, and the the country will explode if there are big shutdowns like there there were before. But just people, they don't they don't listen, and it's very problematic. Well, like my it friend is. who my friend who works in who lives in Florida who has COVID. The one I told you about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like he's um doing pretty well. Like he still has like chest pains and everything, but like he's well past like the two week window. Like like this is week three though. But um his boss is like, when are you coming back to work? Like he just doesn't care. Like I think I always want always gonna mess up and say his name, but I'm like I think he's gonna put in his two weeks because like legit his boss is like we're very short staff and we're we're not closing. When can you come back to work? And he's like, um, I, I, I'm literally sitting in bed, like, with my chest hurting. Like, there's nothing I can do about it. Like, literally right. nationwide, I have to quarantine for two weeks, even when I'm done. So, like, I, it's just, I don't think these states are going to close again, which is sad, because I think a lot of us prematurely opened. And I think mm-hmm. we're, we're a city that did. But, mm-hmm. so it's just, it's funny to see how, like, money outweighs humanity and it's so crazy and we're the only country that's doing it oh yeah and i and that's why i applaud julia at the dirty bird i'm assume i, I think she's a good person i i think that this is why she's doing it and i've said this i said this months ago like it's better to close up rather than getting sued because somebody right. got something where you were you know you and i get it every everybody alex you know this you know unfortunately uh-huh. The, the world and investors and shareholders and all that bullshit forces everybody to live quarter to quarter and it forces short-sightedness. So you can be a place that closes now and takes uh, and takes a bit of a hit or you can open, be risky, and because of the way things turn out, wind up never, when you close the next time, you close for good. Whereas, you know, yeah. you're smart now but lose some money. You got you to gotta see the long game here. If you're financially able to, and whether people can or can't, that's that's their thing. Whether they were responsible or irresponsible will we'll dictate that. Just like with businesses. Like, guess what? Bed Bath & Beyond, they're going to close a bunch of stores. They were going to close whether the pandemic happened or not. It was just a matter of the pandemic making it happen faster. I did not hear about Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah, it just kind of happened. In the, are, you a, are you a Bed Bath & Beyond shopper? No, they're overpriced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So. I go there for like my novelty items, like the stuff that I see on TV. I'm like, ooh, that's cool. I can probably find that at Bed Bath and Beyond. Like those damn like mustache razors that don't have like fucking this. You don't have to wax or like the leg shavers that don't need water. Like I go there for that. Oh, we'll come back to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking about the mustache shaver, or am I? Um, it, it's it's. <laughs> It's another, you can just call it the coochie cutter. It's a part of life, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, so, Cedar, so Cedar Point is opening today. Uh, it's only for pass holders. And Floyd, I was thinking about something. First of all, you have to have some kind of death wish to go out there today. Mm-hmm. It's Idiots, be, all of them. It's going to be scorching <laughs> hot. Like today, I, I'm not the person that says, you know, don't leave your dogs and kids in the car when it's hot, like you should know that, but I will remind you to like stay hydrated because you could forget. 
But Flint, I did think of a reason why we might actually, if there was ever a time to go to Cedar Point, it's now during this because they're only allowing 50% capacity, which means shorter lines. Oh. Yeah, but I don't want to die. So. Oh, I, I, I know. No. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, and you got to wear a mask, except for I'll in- go with you. I actually really, I, I don't want to go, but we're not thrill seekers. Yeah, but and I'm a thrill seeker, but I'm not a death seeker. There's a difference. Um, I, I, I think my, well, I don't like heights or those rides. My bigger version is to waiting in long, like you wait in line for three hours to uh, to go on a ninety second ride. No thanks. <laughs> I'm also thinking like those people, those. Those those Chad Kevin's, I'll say it, Karen's who don't have a pass who are just going to exercise their privilege and be like, I took the day off so I can bring my children here, and they're gonna be like, ma'am, you need to have a pass and a mask on, and you have neither, so you got to drive all the way back to Cleveland or wherever you came from. The, those poor parking lot attendants. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I wonder. This is, what, I wonder. This is a whole other hell that they're gonna have to go through. Minus people already agitated by heat. You know there's people who don't watch the news who are just going to show up and be like, oh, so your point's open. I have an extra $70. Let me get in. That's true. I, I think it'll be tame, but there might be a story or two that, that comes out of it. It comes out of it. And I'm, and I'm here for it. And I read if yesterday. If people are flipping shit at Costco, they're going to flip shit at driving like three hours to go to an amusement well, park with their family. And if they're operating at half capacity, then people are going to have to be turned away at some point. So, no, like, right. that's right. No, no, because it's reservation, like the art museum and oh, the zoo. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. But uh, that's, that, I wonder how they feel, though, because they gave away so many passes. Like, that pass deal was going on for so friggin' long that now everybody and their mom has a pass. Yeah. It's, it's just like the pool of people to show up is so much, like, higher. No, are they operating on amusement? So I'm thinking about like the way the coasters work. Like we're thinking that lines are going to be shorter and waiting, but like, are they putting people like in one row? Yeah, it's a good point. Two rows into a fourth row, skipping two rows. I think so. Six row. That's going to make lines even longer anyway. All right, you you twisted my arm. Fuck's (laughs) point. I saw you this. Know what? I'll ask. I'll ask Sam. We're talking again. He went okay, back to work there. I hi, Sam. Wog- I say it a good way. Woggle pack. Well, I what, still want to say hi. What's the last? Hello. Woggleman. Wogga pack. We're well, not saying his last name. Um, I it Sam, was Sam. it was a story last month, but then it came back because I guess you know Disney's opening Cedar Point. Um, Japan. Which has managed this really well, but they're a cleaner culture to begin with. Like, if you have an, an allergy and, no, and your eyes are watering, like, they, they, they put masks on over there. So, they've managed this really well. But they have asked people, who the fuck is moving around? Oh, that's me. Huh? Sorry. <laughs> it sounds Wait, like what? someone's ruffling through things. No, it, honest to God, I took my ponytail out and I was just playing around with my hair. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Look, I didn't realize you could hear it. Don't don't wave your 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 hair, uh, don't hair shame me, please. Um, Japan asked people on the roller coasters <laughs> to not scream. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were going to. And there was scream. some. <laughs> there was some quote. And Alex, you got to fix your earbuds too. Oh why? You're a mess because we're getting feedback. Now. Better. Yeah. Um. They and there was some hokey quote, and I don't know if this came from the parks or somebody just stuck this in there. Like, 
there's plenty of there's enough thrill in your heart. Keep your mouth closed. <laughs> oh my you know god! Listen, <laughs> that's funny. Hell? that's hilarious. Because like you can make it a so game. Like, I, like, I, I don't. I'm it, not a thrill seeker, but like walking around like an amusement park, hearing the people scream makes you feel like you're legit a part of the experience. Even though I would never get on a roller coaster, so that it would be Japan who's like don't don't scream either. I would totally be like, whoever can get that, like make it like a marketing spin, like whoever can get through this ride without screaming gets a fast pass for their next ride only. So like, Perfect. what if they want to? You know what I mean, like. Here, you get a pass because we saw that you got through the entire ride without screaming. So on your next coaster, you get to jump the line. Like, only on one. But you know what I mean? I would totally do that. Uh, I mean, there's mask outrage and all this other nonsense. I would, If I were Sam and I did potentially want to jeopardize my job, I would hold up a sign like, no screaming on the Valraven. I, this is this is all just ridiculous. I'm over. I want out of 2020. I want out of. This is just ridiculous. All right. Well, since you're you're am- this, is, this is so bizarre to me. Like, you cannot <laughs> thrust me 250 feet in the air and have me drop at like an 85 degree angle and expect my heart rate to go up and me not to scream. Like, it it's in the name, thrill seeker. Like, I literally screamed for my mama on some of those rides. Exactly. I like I, just, I did. I, I scream on a Ferris wheel. Don't tell me not to <laughs> scream on a roller coaster. Um, uh, Miss uh, Miss Thomas, we saw that what? you uh, we saw that you gasped for uh, a fraction of a second. We're gonna have to ask you to leave the park now. <laughs> right. You um, put a, a little bit too much hot air in the air. Oh, so yeah. sorry. Uh, uh, I. I would love for Alex to get kicked out of somewhere because I would need the Sunny voice to come out. <laughs> How dare you? Sunny <laughs> would, would curse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she has a cursing. We have an imaginary cursing voice for her. How does that That's go? Funny. Oh, God. I don't, um, I don't know. I, I'll have to think of a scenario. In this. She's a daddy's they, girl. So the other day, like, Thomas was... He was sleeping, and so she was uh-huh. laying at his side, like, you know, and I walked in, and she she wakes up, and she's looking at me, and she gave me that, you better not touch a bitch. You better not. <laughs> <laughs> Let him sleep. Because <laughs> I was That's going to wake him funny. up, and she gave me that. And she will literally, like, she will growl and bark at me if I reach down to touch him, so. Um, a couple, I guess, quick things, and then we'll do the cancel culture stuff with Harper's mm-hmm. Weekly. Uh, Flint, I don't know if you know this, but our our friend Miss Thomas is house hunting. Oh, congratulations! Yeah. Oh, that's something I don't ever want in my life. So good, I'll live through you. I don't ever want to own a house. You know, it's a now that like I have always been in this like like should I commit or should I not commit phase of house hunting, and because I I recognize how easy it is right now to not own a home and not have the things that you would have to do to it but um I also would love the privacy and I want to have parties and I want to have you know what I mean I want to have like my own little space I'd like to have you know make noise and not worry about what the neighbors can hear and what they shouldn't hear and so I'm like okay well we'll look for a house and then I like I 
we literally are in the pre-approval phase. So I'm like, okay, well, we committed. <laughs> like, there it is. Right. <laughs> there it is. So well, it's a little luck. nerve-wracking. Thank you. Thank you. Um, what are you, like, what type of, I mean, I, I kind of know, what type of home, like, what are you looking for in your house hunt? I want something to be a good size. Like, I, I want, like, I don't want to buy a home Everyone's like, oh, you should buy a starter home. Says who, right? Why would I buy a starter home? I'm 30 and Thomas is 32. Like right. our starter home phase was six years ago. Yeah. So I'm, I want something that, you know, is a good, like a three bedroom, two bath at least. And I would love, I like my backyard space. I always have. So I want something that's a little bit more private um, like Eric, I've sent you some stuff. And if you've noticed, like there isn't, it's private, like in the back, you can sit out on your back porch and there's not a ton of people looking at you or you can have the dogs out and have, you know, some kind of peace and quiet. Um, I'm, I'm with you on the starter home thing, especially, and I thought that a couple of years now, granted, I, I was older when I got my first home, but mm-hmm. I, I hope that goes away, mm-hmm. I guess. And the easiest analogy I can make is. Um, like college, not everybody needs to go now. Um, right. n- not everybody is going to have the opportunity. I mean, a home has always been a, you know, the wise investment for somebody buying, buying a home, um, regardless of the size, but not everybody's going to have the opportunity or the desire or the ability to, you know, go from starter home to forever home. So I, I like right. your strategy. Yeah. And I just, it's just, I, it, I don't like the idea of like, buying something already planning to move again. Right, Does that right, make right. sense? No, absolutely. I'm like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. So like the homes that we've been looking at are, you know, they're kind of in the middle. They're definitely not like a small starter home, but they're absolutely not like, you know, one, like a bit, a home I would buy if I had like four kids. So I'm just looking for, um, something that's roomy, something that has some privacy. And then I love like, natural lighting and open concept kind of thing which is hard to find if you're buying like an older house or if our budget is to the point where we're getting something bigger that we have to fix up a little bit um but my we'll we'll see my uh my friend sarah Hegarty uh threw some good advice at me i didn't follow it but it, it is a it's a good maxim to use to buy a house buy the ugliest cheapest house in the nicest neighborhood so, so as you know, like Floyd, I'm such an idiot. I fell in love with a home before I got pre-approved because I thought that our pre-approval was going to be a little simpler than what it was. Like Ooh, it's no, not no, it's, no. so it's not awful. Like our pre-approval process is not terrible. Like it's pretty average, they said. But I didn't get pre-approved first. I thought it was going to be a little simpler. And so we looked at a home because I saw like, this is a seller's market right now. So I was like, Oh my God, I have to look at this because we have to jump on it. Like we should have our pre-approval by this date. I want to make an offer by that date. And so I went and I looked in the house and I loved the neighborhood, loved the area, loved the outside of the house. Like ever it checked all my boxes and our, I went in and I had our pre-approval appointment. We'd filled out all of our paperwork and he's like, yeah, it's going to take a little while. We've got to do this and this, and then we have to take 30 days to review. 30 days. 
I'm like, sir, <laughs> this is a seller's market and I love this home. Like, come on. And so now I'm just like griping with the fact that I'm probably going to lose it. Like it is a bit, it is like a nice house in a nice neighborhood, but it's got, it, it's going to need a lot of work that most of those houses don't need. So like maybe everybody's going to be, be like, no, I'll pass on that because I don't, you know, I don't feel like doing that work. I'll pass, I'll pass, I'll pass. And then it'll be available in the next like 20 days, but who knows? She's going to get, uh, she's going to swipe right and the house won't swipe back on her, Floyd. Oh my God. It just hurts. I, was say, I don't, I have no desire. Like if I were to ever, uh, probably ever, never, probably never, were to have a partner or someone, they're like, let's get a house. I'm like, you can find one. Just let me know where we're moving. I want none of it. I want no part of it. Really? I saw what my mom How had come? to I, I saw what my mom had to go through. And then when she bought oh. the house, that house like was a was the devil. I'm just like, mm I don't want it. I don't need it. That was always my fear and and then I just I mean I fell on the I'm so glad because I, I was looking at houses. Um and I put two offers in on houses and then they were accepted and I pulled them both. I, I just I got cold feet, something about it didn't vibrate. And yeah. It was a good, the best decision I ever made was not getting those houses because I have my condo now. I, I don't have to mow the lawn. I don't have to worry about landscaping or snow removal. So the condo oh. was perfect for me. But I appreciate also with the your thought to why do you need to get a starter home? Because again, part of the, one of the factors that goes into an inability to get another home, a forever home is is expanding of the family. Like right. you should have a general, I, I mean, considering how much room you're going to need is part of buying a house. If mm-hmm. you said we're, uh, we're only going to have one kid, but then all of a sudden you want two more. I mean, good for you if you've got the money, but better for you if you had the foresight to, to plan. I mean, I'm, I'm big on looking ahead and, and having foresight. It saves you a lot of headaches and money. It's, it's funny Petey, though. What, what if Petey want to bring over some bitches when he gets older too? Like that's yeah. my mom and dad's house. Petey would want to be like, "Mom, these are my friends. Come on in, guys." <laughs> <laughs> and then Sunny be at the door. Who the fuck are these people, Pete? <laughs> Why he get to bring people over? And I don't get to do nothing. <laughs> but it's it's really funny because the realtor who I know personally, so I always hate calling him a realtor. Like when they're when we're when we were looking at that house, it's like, oh, this is great, and it's in a great neighborhood, Alex, and like the school system is great when it's that time. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, right? Who's that? Who's that? That's really funny because I feel like when people are looking at houses, especially if you're you know around that age of like start starter home, starter family, like you want to you care about those things, and I'm just like, I don't care. <laughs> People. I love that there's a carry out around the corner. People right. steer. People were steering me when I was looking uh, for a. They're like, you got to get a three bedroom. I mean, the resale value is better. And then I was able to pull that out of my head because what was in my price range or that I wanted to pay the three bedrooms. Mm-hmm. None of the three bedrooms were going to fit my bed. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, wait, a, wait a second. I, I, I'm gonna be here. I don't. I'm not worried about the resale. So that's why I was very fortunate again to find what I found. They had two two bedrooms, and they were both huge. And uh, one has transformers, and one has a really big bed. And I don't need yeah. three bedrooms. And I'm not really you worried do have about big resale. Bedrooms. Yeah, you do yeah. have big rooms. 
Um, all right, let's go over to uh, to the thing that I sent to uh, to both of you guys. Um, I, it's not a big pop culture deal, but the the places where I surf on the web, um, I've seen a lot of discussion about. It. In fact, I sent Alex a, a follow up article because it, yeah. the the original thing is being scrutinized, and I'm not going to read it because I think it's intellectually above my head. But in Harper's Weekly, a bunch of authors, writers, thinkers of a somewhat diverse background. Can you stop moving around? I'm not moving. That's not me this time. Sounded like you. No. Um, a, a diverse group, subset of people, maybe not the most diverse, but it wasn't just straight white people, uh, wrote a letter. Basically, it was against cancel culture, and I think that they were, were you know, throwing out some, some freedom of speech sentiments as well. And then a... Uh, I came across it because a trans writer on the website Vox, well, the, a writer and owner of the Vox website signed the letter, and she wrote she wrote a letter to HR at Vox, the the, the website and the writing company, saying I feel I feel threatened, but it was speaking out of both sides of her mouth, and a lot it was very weird and hard to understand. It was like she said. I feel threatened at work. I don't know how I can do my job. Um, but don't it, fire him. Right. It was very odd, and it, it deserved the scrutiny that it got. But basically, it goes back to cancel culture. And I'll throw out three quick thoughts, and I know Floyd has serious thoughts on this, but my thoughts were, one, let the punishment fit the crime. I mean, really evaluate it. And that's why we didn't just boot these people off of council. And this is why people get arrested, they pay their bail, and then they go to court. You know, we let someone scholarly go over. We let a reasonable person review the punishment and then give, and then hand, uh, we, uh, we, we review the crime, then hand down the punishment. Um, secondly, I, th- I think most cancel cu- culture starts on Twitter. And I think, a lot of, I, I don't forget, but I think even some brands get bullied into forgetting that the, even though I got Floyd hooked on Twitter, there is a fraction of the, the living population on Twitter as opposed to Instagram, Facebook, and even TikTok. And I think brands get bullied by a very small but loud percentage of people. And oh. then um, lastly, again, this goes back to allowing reasonable people to make judgments on on errors, um, I believe that we need to give people the room to make mistakes and grow from them. Again, depending upon the level of mistake. So those are my thoughts, Floyd. I know you're you're all about this, and I know that a lot of this has caught your eye because of the shift in in um, in appreciation uh, for J.K. Rowling lately. She's she's garbage. She's a complete utter human trash. Anyway, so. I'm very anti-cancel culture. I will have been very vocal about that. Yes, it makes uh-huh. some people very upset. But here's my thing about this. Cancel J.K. Rowling. Because what's my number one rule about cancel culture? You must give them time to be educated. And once you teach someone that lesson, like, so if she has said some very transphobic things, this is where I come in to be like, hey, girl, we don't talk like that. Um, you're hurting a lot of people. A lot of these, a lot of trans people looked up to J.K. Rowling. Got to keep in mind, yeah, um, because 
Um, Hermione Granger was is a half breed. If you want to say those, if that's not a derogatory term, I apologize. Um, she's a muggle. She's half um human blood and half witch blood. So like, her character alone faced prejudice in that movie. So like, a lot of people latched onto that character and they're like, oh, J.K. understands us. Yeah, keep mind when that book came out, it was well before any of these movements were happening. Right. So for her to like, mm-hmm. yeah. So for her <clears throat> to keep saying these very very troubling things because when she first started saying i go okay you guys let's not cancel her just because she has a different belief but like people went through the process of like jk listen to what you're saying you are very intelligent you should know about these so she went through being educated now she's just spitting stuff at the mouth and now like it's it's deteriorating her legacy so that's why when i say she's human garbage she has the resources. She has the people. She has the fan base to tell her. If nothing else, her fans are telling her, hey, girl, hush. <laughs> this is not how this operates. So, like, for me with her and when, like, hearing that she signed her name to this letter, I'm like, no, 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 no. You Three strikes are out, pumpkin, and you've had about 18. Because she just keeps spewing stuff at the mouth that's very, like, at first, I was like, She's not transphobic. It's troubling and unsettling and insensitive. But, like, she's not transphobic. Like, we've all, think about stuff you said in your past. We've all said something insensitive or something like, even Eric, I, Eric and I make jokes. Like, if we were to ever run for office, don't look at my old Twitter feed. Don't talk to an old <laughs> friend of mine because I was very, very, like, inappropriate for today's standards. Floyd, like, when, but, like, when Philip corrected me when I said tranny on the air. Yeah, for sure. You didn't know. But that, but, so, so there we go. So, like, if you were to say the T word on the air again, they would call for your immediate cancellation. Get Eric off the morning show. Cancel him, Floyd, Alex, Ashley, and Bethany. How dare he say that word? But it took a friend to educate you on that word, and you don't use it in the sense that you use it anymore, except for the, what you just did right now as right. an example. It took a friend to sit you aside and be like, and he wasn't malicious. He didn't bully you. He wasn't rude about it. He was just like, hey, just so you know, we can't say that word anymore. And it wasn't. Now, I it wasn't was a, a P- T word user all the time. Like when I was growing up, I always said, but I always used it like, hey, girl, you know, you my my ranny. You know what I mean? Like I, it wasn't. But it took it took one of my transgender friends, Naomi, to be like, hey, girl, we can't say that word. You can't say that word anymore. And I was just like, why? Like, of course, I was just like, why can't I say it? I've been saying it, like, for the past seven years. No one's ever corrected me. But, like, but like you, it took someone to educate me to be like, hey, we can't do that. And I was just like, at first, I was confused. But then I thought about it. I'm like, you know what, Floyd? You get real irritated. People just walked around calling you the N-word all day. So, yeah, it's it, it's all about the education process. Floyd, so, like, two, two things, if I can hop in. Um to your point about J.K. Rowling, like what I said, not not a pattern of behavior where like what you said, she said some questionable things, but then she kept doubling down. And again, mm-hmm. that's a pattern of behavior. And then to, to go to move forward with that, if I ever said something objectionable like that in the air, like if that 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 comment had been made now, people might be outraged. But what I would hope is that people would look at the entirety of my character and go, wait a second, Eric made a mistake. He is a good person. That's why I go back to the, to the Costco guy yesterday. 
like I wouldn't have fired him. He looked like a fucking idiot, but maybe he was just on thin ice. Because I mean, here's the thing about that guy. He just needs time off. Right, I, as I, right. I personally don't think he deserved to be fired. He he was a hothead. Like, he didn't, he was just loud and boisterous. It's just like, for me personally, as a customer, I would have been like, dude, shut up. But, yeah, so but back to JK, though. Like, I, sorry, finish your statement. I'm sorry to totally cut you off. No, oh. you're, no, that 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 was it. Just like we, that's why we need a reasonable person, not Twitter mobs, to examine someone's what what they said or did, and then the entirety of their character. Like uh, it was a couple of weeks ago, I think it was Winona Ryder who said that Mel Gibson had said like lots of anti-Semitic things to her, and well, we um, knew that, <laughs> right? Like that's <laughs> that, girl, we knew that. Mel, Mel Gibson, like, and I I appreciate her speaking out, but it's like that's not news. Like we know he is an anti-Semite. Right, yeah. girl, and like so. And then here's the, and this is my thing about the J.K. Rowling thing, because um, like I said, I'm very anti cancel culture. But like, uh, Alex knows, like she, fo- you follow the Harry Potter mm-hmm. universe, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Would you not say that her fan base is mainly queer individuals? It's queer like, individuals, and it's like the weird individuals, and I mean that in like a I no, yeah, to those, that kind those of way. people who. Yeah, those people the who others felt like that were they didn't school. have a voice yeah. or they didn't yeah. belong. So, yeah. like, girl, like you, you were, you were literally like, you were their voice when you released the Sorcerer's Stone, the very first one. Like, I read that book and I was like, oh shit, I could be one of these people. Like, it was an ex- yeah. books are made for an escape anyway, but like to actually have these characters who I can identify with and be familiar with, like that makes a great book. And not only yeah. did, like, many people identify with one character, there are traits in, like, Ron, Harry, Dumbledore, Snape. Yeah. Like, I could go on and on with different characters that I personally I mean, felt an attachment to. But for her to, like, then come out and be like, I think the, her last one was, I'm going to paraphrase it, was being a young transgender person and actually going through transition is, like, gay conversion therapy. Bitch. First <laughs> off, Girl, like that's all I need to say. Where did you get this information? What are you, drugs are you on? There's me wanting to live my authentic life has nothing to do with like my parents or loved ones surrounding around me taking me to go get electric shock therapy to get the gay out of me. Like that right there was very problematic, and I could understand why that statement alone was just the, the catalyst of people just like J.K. gotta go. Um, yeah. Yeah, she reached Mel Gibson levels of oh, you're you're not, you're not. She did. There's no coming back from that. There's, oh, there's for just, sure, uh, I agree. Uh, Alex, sorry, we we monopolized so much time here. We know your thoughts okay. on Harper's Weekly stuff and the and the cancel culture in general. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, it, over the segment, like, <laughs> listen, I'm sorry. <laughs> you had you had passion in your voice, so I did not cut in. <laughs> it, it, it's just like we talked about this yesterday. I feel fifty. I feel fifty fifty on it because I do believe that like although not all speech is welcomed we do technically all have the right to say what we want to say and how we want to say it um eric i think you're right that we also have to discern between problematic patterns of behavior and just someone making a mistake and i think that that is on us as well but at the same time like on that on like one particular person you don't always have to say every like just because you have the right to say what you want to say all the time doesn't mean that you should. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You should be thinking about 
what you say before you say it. And if it would hurt somebody, like just because you don't have to care about that person or that group of people doesn't mean that you, you know, you shouldn't like you. I, I just feel like it's, it's partially on us to make sure that like, and it, I'll speak like from a, from a business perspective, like if you're a business owner or an editor you know, you do have to think about what this would mean for the people that you represent or the people that follow you. You know, you do have to think about that. Not to not because you may get canceled, but because if you genuinely care about, you know, the people in your life and the people that follow you and that care enough to read your material, you know, then you will think about some of those things. But at the same time, like, I don't, I'm not a cancel culture kind of person, but I will absolutely stop patroning your business. Like I won't, and I'm not going to make a huge deal about it. I'm not going to tell all my friends like, Hey, don't go here. Don't do that. I'm just going to stop giving you my money or stop reading your article or stop sharing your articles. You you know what I mean? Yeah. People, people, you do your part. Right. People always, you know, tout like voting is so important. It is, but you don't have that opportunity so often you do have the opportunity to withhold your time and money and other resources. And that, that's how right. I usually exercise my, my political and, and social beliefs. And fortunately, you know, we're all on the, we're all on the same page. And, uh, I'm just curious to see where this goes. Am, uh, Floyd, do you get the sense that I do, um, that most of the cancel culture comes from Twitter mobs, not the other platforms? You, for me, it's very well. You got to keep in mind. I most of my friends on Facebook are very outspoken queer individuals. Sure. Put it that way. So, like, there, and that is the power. Going back to what Alex says earlier, like in a sense, like I don't have to agree with. Like, I got called transphobic the other day, uh. and that fucking hurt me to my core because I kind of felt like I kind of had a sense of a moment when you know, someone gets called a racist and they have, I have black friends. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of had that moment. I was like, one of my good friends is trans. How am I transphobic? And you know why I got called transphobic? It's because I said that one of the actresses on Pose doesn't know how to act. <laughs> that wasn't me being transphobic. That was me being someone who loves this show. And every time this character shows up on the screen... I can't stand them because it looks like she's who reading a cue card. Who was it? I want to know because I love Pose. Who I th- who I think is a horrible actress? Uh-huh. Electra. <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> she can't act it. to save her life. And that has nothing to do with me <laughs> hating trans people. How dare you? So, like, yeah, so, like, going back to the cancel culture. Now, if I would have said it in, like, a public forum, that was just one person who pulled me aside and was like, you know, that was a very transphobic remark. I'm like, what? How? Lord knows. Because I, I, I disagree with her acting ability. But can you imagine if I would have posted that online? And you had like 80,000 followers? Right. I would have yeah. been called the most transphobic person ever. I'm like, it's, no, I just, I, as a consumer, as, as someone who grew up in theater and who's auditioned for Lord Everything Under the Sun as a child, want to be child uh-huh. star, like, I, it, it's just not my method of acting and that has nothing to do with who she is so like it's so that's why to elaborate on what alex said it's just one of those things that like 
we have to educate people and it, it works both ways like let me tell you what transphobia actually really means right. before you start unleashing it on people it, it we've lost like alex and i were talking yesterday via text we have we have lost a lot of nuance and decided to contextualize something in our own opinion which isn't that and that's where people need to know especially high profile people you need to know what you're hitting send to and who could be yeah. out there and and again you've got to look ahead you've got to have some foresight um to bring up the latest example and I'm sorry that it's sports centric but Floyd you you probably have come across this so Deshaun Jackson you guys know this story uh no he is but I'm a, interested he's a, he's a receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles um and he on Instagram stories uh <laughs> He, I had to Google him. He posted and recited a Hitler quote, and it was basically, it was very obviously very anti-Semitic, basically saying, it's the old, the Jews own everything, and we can't let that happen. And You said Deshaun, right? What, what for? D-E-S-E-A-N. Okay, so I, I think he was tr just trying to be a part of BLM. And I know that there are some people that oh, believe BLM... God is is anti-Semitic at its core. I, I can't believe that. So he posted this. He um, he was scorned, obviously. He got censured by the NFL, by the Eagles, mm -hmm. who the Eagles general manager and owner are Jewish. But, and I'll, I'll try, I, I will try, I try to belabor this, but there are some, there are some facts to it. So I'll come back to the Sean Jackson. Steven Jackson, a former NBA player who was a friend and spoke in Minneapolis when his friend George Floyd was killed. And oh, yeah. Uh -huh. Arguably uh, uh, got so much of this going. He he said, basically, Deshaun Jackson is right. This stuff is uh, this stuff is all true. And in a sense, he takes away some of his credibility for what he helped start, in my opinion. Like, we can cancel him because he had time to think this through and still hit send. My opinion of Deshaun Jackson is he is not hateful and anti-Semitic. He's mm -hmm. just he's just a dummy. Like if yeah. if you if you have followed him in any way, granted, he went to Cal, a very bright school, but he was there to play football, not become an engineer. <laughs> um and again, look, I, I, I feel often it has nothing to do with someone's color. I'll call a white person or an Asian person, whoever. I'll just say you're a dummy. If 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 you look at him and follow his stuff, he has a very wide-eyed, blissfully ignorant teenage vibe about him. So Yeah, I'm looking him up right now, and I'm just like, oh, okay. It, it was more, to me, naive and stupid, and he's a dummy. Like, I would bet, I bet $1,000 he had no idea the people he works for are even Jewish. Yeah. So to me, that was one where we where we sit you down and go, dude, I mean, somebody should you should know by now not to do anything Hitler wise, but th this was bad and and I do believe he will try to make amends in the Jewish community in Philadelphia. Steven Jackson, on the other hand, for saying he didn't say anything untrue is a fucking idiot and we can cancel him. Mm. Huh. I agree. I agree because it was like you, you know, you're doubling down. When you double down on something, that means that you already recognize that it's being called like what they're saying is being called out for. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're mm -hmm. and you under you you know that there's two sides to this argument, and you're doubling down on the wrong side. So it's just yeah, I, I understand 100. And to like 
I don't, and maybe this is just me, but I like right now we're seeing a lot of organizations and I'm not saying that they can't do this. Like this, this is where I have to like either humble myself or I need to share my thoughts in a way that's helpful. But like, I cannot stand the fact that like businesses and organizations are standing behind these social justice issues in a way that I feel like is only for consumerism. Like oh, it's sure. like, it's, you know what I mean? Like I can't, I can't mm-hmm. stand it. Like it's like you, I, you can almost recognize when one organization is doing something for the sake of their employees compared to doing something for the sake of not wanting to lose business, you know, and those, and the only way to discern from the two is what they're doing on the back end, like what's happening that you don't know. So I just, I know some organizations, go ahead. No, 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 you go, you finish. I can go after you. I was going to say like, there are some organizations smaller locally in our area that are dedicating themselves to racial equity. So there's trainings happening. There's conversations that are happening. It's not just, a Facebook post, you know, that says I support black lives. It's actual action behind it that you don't necessarily know about. But then there's others that it's like, boom, Facebook posts, and that's all you get, you know, and we go back to treating our employees of not understanding cultural competency, not understanding what's happening in the community still, you know what I mean? It's just, it's annoying. And it's just a checkbox. And it's, and it's because like, so if I ever think about like cancel culture, I, I some of it I'm mad at and some of it I'm not mad at. <laughs> you like, know what I mean? Again, punishment fit the crime. Get the people who yeah. actually are bad people. Don't don't ruin right. the lot. Don't ruin the lives of people who made a mistake. Right. Floyd. Right. No, I was going to say just to elaborate on what Alex was saying. It's kind of like um, we as uh, well myself we go through this every June with Pride. Because every major company changed their logo to a rainbow. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, like yeah. Even, even Mortal Kombat changed their dragon to a rainbow. But mm-hmm. come July 1st, it's back to the same thing. Well, that's you know what I mean. The, like, the, the behavior matters like year round. And to Alex's point of consumerism, yeah. And, and I, I hope, I think we're all smart enough to sniff out the companies who are doing it. Because they genuine, genuinely support the cause rather than trying to ride the wave of popularity or even worse, whoever has begun to sell or promote black products in the last two months because they think they can make money off of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's just, you know, oh, 2020 to let us have it, y'all. 2020. <laughs> 2020 has literally, 2020 is the head of a pimple that's just... <laughs> they it, won't pop. It, it won't <laughs> pop, but like it's one of those pimples, and I know it sounds gross. Like it popped once, but then there's another head the next week, and you're just like, "Oh, it's back again." So, Al- but you like Alex, you you saw Infinity War, right? Yes, I did. Floyd didn't, but he'll get the reference. Uh, 2020 is when Thanos threw Gamora off the cliff to get oh the Soul my Stone. God, <laughs> it is like it's. Is that, we, I was just that's talking the girl with from somebody Guardians, else. Guardians, right? Yeah, he, yes. killed, he killed his own daughter to get the stone that nobody could find. I was that's just talking about Marvel this. With, I was talking about this with somebody else because I was like, we are not one to blame an entire year on something, but I have literally had to say 2020. Like, you know, just chalk it up to 2020 more times than I can count. And I'm only, I've only been doing it in the last two months. So like from June to July, but like for real, it's, (laughs) it's getting outrageous, especially with the 
heat wave. We're going to have a snowstorm in July, in September. I just know it. We yeah, are. I, I mean, look at it like locally. And I, Alex, I am not that person either. I, I think those people mm-hmm. are like, I, I, some people will accuse me of being overly pessimistic or fatalistic, but um, I won't go so far as to, you know, blame the year on something. Maybe it's just, you know, you, you, your perspective of things. But think about this just like in the last handful of weeks. Um, I think something happened here within the last month. I can't think of what it is, but Officer Dia died. Uh, mm-hmm. The UT football player was shot and killed. It's Record-breaking heat wave. <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the day Cedar Point opens, and now we're at least on alert for the for the algae bloom in the yeah. Green Romney River. So, because of the record-breaking heat wave. Right. So Thanos has now taken the Mind Stone from Vision, and he's got the glove on. It's just... Yeah. So then when when is he going to snap his fingers? Like, what... What's happening in August that we need to be prepared for? I just girl, call Janet because I need to know. I right. need a heads up. Oh, you, we should. I'm not we ready. should. We should. Put I mean, me it would be incredibly. Case. It would be incredibly cruel to have like a fuck, like a damn um, guessing game. Like, like, let's all take a guess what's going to happen in August. But <laughs> you know, like at this point, we got to do what we can for entertainment to just survive the rest of it because we're only halfway through. I know, I know. Um, Floyd, plans for the rest of today? I know uh, Mom, Donna wasn't feeling well yesterday because legs were shaking. And no well, co- yeah, so she should be swinging by today. I bought her <laughs> in a lighter news. I know it took us an hour. So the other night I went out with some friends that got drunk. And so I like to drunk dial my mom <laughs> and, and just like have her say the most inappropriate stuff to me. So <laughs> so. I wanted her to call me a little, you little gobbleneck bitch. So, like, for some reason, I, for some reason, I was drunk and thought it was the most hilarious thing I ever heard in my life. So I call her drunkenly, and I'm like, Ma, I love you. And she's like, what? I go, I love you. She's like, you're drunk. You don't ever say you love anyone. I go, I know, but I love you. She goes, what do you want? What is that? Can you call me your little gobbleneck bitch? And she was like, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. I said, please, I'll buy you two bottles of wine. And she's like, You gobbleneck bitch. So I bought my mom wine. <laughs> so she's gonna come pick them up around noon today. And I had her on speakerphone in the bar. I don't know why I thought it was the most hilarious thing I've ever heard in my life. Because my mom my mom my mom has the mouth of a sailor, but I think as she got older and like my nephew came along, her grandson. She kind of like censored herself a little bit more. She's more like a, she's yeah. more like a captain of a ship now. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. So she's gonna swing by around noon, I think. Um, Bestie from Philadelphia is in town. I think we're gonna go to. I'm gonna take him to Little Spirits because I need him to understand this habanero drink that I'm always talking about. Mm-hmm. So I have a few plans today, but nothing too exciting. But Alex, I have some bacon that's unthawing. <laughs> Alex, you just you have to work, right? Yeah, the center is open, so I'm heading back. Okay. I'm heading there today. We're going to pull some weeds. And I would just like to say today is my lovely nephew Andrew's birthday. He is five, and I can't Happy birthday, Andrew. Andrew is five years old, and I could just cry. That's because a great I'm like, age. Please, please stop right now. Like I literally, Wait till they I'm get 14, a, and they want nothing to do with you. I'm at I that just, point right now. I would now. be so... I'm like, I'm such a clingy auntie. Like, I will be so sad 
because and I'm so emotional all the time with my boys because I don't want them to grow up and they just keep mm-hmm. growing up before my eyes and I'm like please stop literally please <laughs> I'm a I'm a I'm a hover uncle and the other day yeah it was Fourth of July I went over there for the cookout that fucker didn't even want to talk to me I was See? like I was like excuse you. I was your best friend like 10 years ago. Right. <laughs> yeah. So he's definitely adolescent. It's going to be, especially if you're a hover ant, adolescence is going to be hard for I'm, you, we Alex. Just had, so we just had like squirt gun wars the other day. I know. And I'm just like, you remember that time we ran around with squirt guns in the yard? <laughs> we, uh, we can wrap up with us. I think it's good news, but somehow it'll find a way to be bad news. Like, I don't know, people will fight over it or something. But General Mills is releasing Baby Yoda cereal. I saw that. It's like mainly marshmallows, right? I don't know if it's... I saw it online. Nothing wrong with that. People aren't going to want to eat it because he's too cute to eat. Right, right. And, and, you know, someone will hoard them and then people will be trading, you know, I'll give you two cans of Lysol for half a box of Baby Yoda cereal. What do you have going on today, Eric? Yeah, what are you doing? I have some things here to manage. Uh, I'll go to the gym... Uh, nothing. Things have just been kind of popping up, and that's uh, that's that. Floyd, I'm trying to figure out this this date thing tomorrow night, and where where that's going to transpire. It's either going to be awesome, or it's going to be uh, regrettable and and mistake ridden. So we'll you see. have a date? Kind of, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a hint. A girl I met or connected with on Hinge. You didn't tell me about this. You told me about everything else. How come I didn't hear about a date? There was no advice needed or or, or, or any. <laughs> That's all I'm good for. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. But no, cause, so I have to tell you something, but I'll wait till later. I may be okay. going on a date this weekend, so we'll talk about it. What Monday. the hell? Oh, my God. Listen, and I feel guilty because we're supposed to be quarantined, but if, if I can find COVID cuddles, I don't care. Right. No, you do it. I just am mad that I don't know these things. You guys, I need to... Maybe I was in my own bubble. I've been a little emotional the last few weeks, so hey, maybe Alex. that's it. What? He's a doctor. <gasps> he is. What? Wait, what kind? Girl, we'll talk about later. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Isn't Nick dating a doctor? Who? Nick. Don't be trying to steal my thunder and bring up other gay people. <laughs> that's the only people I can bring up are gay people. I don't have anybody else. So is he a doctor? Some- I think Nick is dating a doctor, or if he's with that dude. I'm waiting to find out. Did I tell you guys that I got the question the other day? Somebody asked me if I was gay. And I'm like, well, why would you ask? First of all, why would you ask me that? I don't know if that's really appropriate. And they're like, are you gay? I'm like, why would you ask me that? Because all your friends are gay. And I'm like, okay. Well, like all your friends. And that's all. That's where you go. And I'm like, so then that means I can't just be like an ally? That means, you know. They're like, right. I knew it. I knew that was coming because you, you guys, I'm there all the time. I knew that was coming. And I'm like, I mean, I'm cool with it. But Well, what know, people don't not... know is it, it's like the only club in the area. <laughs> well, it's the only one. It's the only one that I enjoy. <laughs> yeah. what, what would be in, well, if we're talking about clubs, the other places would be places that none of us, I certainly wouldn't be welcome at. You two just wouldn't go. Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, I used to. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I used to go like regularly. Um, and then I had kind of discovered the other side of town. And I was like, I feel like I fit in here. I don't <laughs> feel like I feel safe, you know, and like comfortable. And, you know, 
just this is where I this is where this is what makes me happy and you know call it what you want I don't really care but this is what makes me happy um everybody have a good day Alex I hope you feel a little bit better Floyd tell uh tell legs shaking Miss Anderson I said hey I don't I think it's I also think it's funny that her legs don't hurt when I tell her there's alcohol involved. But right. <laughs> like, yesterday she was like, I can't I can barely move Floyd. Oh, I was like, okay. I got you two bottles of wine. Oh, I can't oh, I'll be there at noon tomorrow. But like, I was like, Really? Your legs just come together that quickly? That, All right. That's like when Well we... they still work. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. You just shake a little. That's like when we were kids and you know, we had to go run errands with our parents and we're like, oh, and they're like, I'll buy you a toy. And like, fuck yeah, let's go. Giddy right, up. Yeah. I'll buy you McDonald's. Right. It's the, oh, right. Uh, it's the exactly. big bird. It's the big bird meme. We ride at dawn, bitches. Right. All right, Floyd, That's get funny. us out of here. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> wait, how do I end this thing? Okay, wait.